Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. It's football season, I think. None of us really watch sports. But we're going to talk about the Varsity Blues soundtrack in honor of September and us believing that football happens around now. So (laughs) (laughs) go sports. So I'll tell you what. This is a uh, this is one that I have some really mixed feelings across the board on. So let's let's just just jump on in. Um, So the soundtrack kicks off with the song Loudmouth by the band Fly, who I've never heard of in my life. Nope. Um, and I have one note, and it says the first track on this album sounds like if Stone Temple Pilots formed a supergroup with Clutch. Uh, it's just uh, no way, no, grungy. no, no, Matthew, no. <laughs> don't ever say the Clutch sounds like this. Like I don't even like Clutch that much, but I would never disrespect them like that. I didn't think it was that bad, you know, dude. Was okay, great, no, but I. I, I 
Uh, my my thing is, I feel bad for bands in the '90s because they they didn't know what was to come in the future, and they didn't understand Google and how powerful Google was. <laughs> and naming your band Fly puts you on like page 150. Because <laughs> that's I was fine because they should watch it before. Yeah, yeah, they should want to disappear. Uh, yeah, there's nothing really to say. It is just generic grunge rock. Um, 101. That's most of this out. This this soundtrack. Uh, I'm just going to give listeners a heads up. Um, this soundtrack blows, and I don't <laughs> think that this is going to be a fun episode for anyone. Well, for me. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say I had I I didn't hate this soundtrack, well, but I think it's very forgettable. You you are to blame for me wasting 45 minutes listening to this awful bullshit. You, you also suggested like Varsity Blues. No I way. didn't even write no. that down on the list of you soundtracks. Lie. You lie. That was not me. It definitely wasn't me. So did Brian add it? No, a listener did. Um, All right. Put it out there on Facebook. All right. Oh, gotcha. All right. So thank you. As I say. Me. Because then I was like, what should we talk about in September? And I think you said, I don't know, Varsity Blues. <laughs> Me? Um, yeah, I think he, I, I mean, I'm not going to dig through a month and a half worth of conversation to find that evidence. I'm just going to believe it. No, uh, so, I, I believe we, it move, we move on to track two. Uh, probably one of the better tracks on the album because it was a song that wasn't written for this soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Green Day, Nice Guys Finish Last. Oh, shit. Oh, Matt, you know what? Okay, so uh, here's the, the Wizard Behind the Curtain. Um, Matt will send us. Uh, he'll we transfer us the soundtracks like a week in advance so that we can listen through them because the only person in this group that actually <laughs> collects non-original soundtracks is Matthew uh, because <laughs> what doesn't he collect? So I, you sent it to us and I thought that it was in order. So I, okay, so this our, when we look on imdb soundtrack credits are we talking about is is this so varsity blues by carolyn spine fly by loudmouth it what's the what's the track listing here i'm i'm looking at the physical soundtrack in my itunes in the order that it appears on the soundtrack okay because it definitely came up differently oh it came up <laughs> alphabetically by artist because the second song for me was uh collective soul Oh, gotcha. Well, mm. Nice Guys Finish Last Green Day is the second track on the soundtrack. <laughs> easily the best song. No, I love question. this song. I've always loved this song. And this was... So here's a weird thing, kids. Um, <laughs> they used to make music videos for soundtracks, like, fairly regularly. And yeah. even though this song was on Nimrod, the music video was definitely a Varsity Blues theme, so- like, what? music video. No. Oh, Zim Nice Zim Guys Finish Last... Oh, because I was thinking of Hitching a Ride, which was their first single off of Nimrod. No, because this was the all-football one. I think it was even yeah. listed on the credits as Nimrod backslash Varsity Blues soundtrack. <laughs> um, really? And same thing, huh. there was two music videos made for this soundtrack, and we'll get to the other one shortly. Um, but, I mean, there's not much to say. I love Green Day. It's very difficult for me to have a Green Day song I don't like, but Nice Guys Finish Last is not only just one of their better songs, Probably one of their better songs on one of their better albums. Uh, so, Matthew. What? You know that Nimrod is their best record. I still will argue Insomniac, but that's just me. Uh, so No one, no, literally no one but Matt Kelly thinks that Insomniac is better than Nimrod. 
I, I don't disagree with that assessment, Ryan. but that's that's the album I like more. Ryan. <laughs> you don't want to pull me into it. I am. See, people think I'm a hipster, but I'm not. I'm like a fucking Oh, are you going to say so, he's your favorite? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dookie guy. And so, believe it or not, this might get me kicked off my, the show. No, well, of we my can't find favorite, another <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say favorite, but probably top five Green Day songs. One of them was on American Idiot. Jesus of Suburbia is top five Green Day songs for me. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I don't hate American Idiot. I just hate all of the other bands that were spawned out of Green Day putting out American Idiot. Good point. Um, good wait, point. wait, wait. Okay, so so since we're on this tangent, and God knows we're going to need good tangents on this episode, um, <laughs> instead of me just being a grumpy bastard. So um, favorite Green Day song of all time? Go. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'll go first. Because I know the answer to this. You guys, I, it'll give you guys a second to decide. Hashinka. Really? Nimrod, Hashinka huh? is... No, no. Yeah, Nimrod. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hashinka is my all-time favorite. And it was the song that... Um, it showed me that the bridge of a song makes a song. Okay. Because so, that bridge is the best bridge of any punk rock song like ever. <laughs> so I'm going to say what my number one is. But after I say that, I'm going to say two other songs because I feel like all three of these songs at any given moment could be my number one. Um, but my number one is Jar. I J-A-R. love that song. Yeah, J-A-R. Which we will love talk about. Soon. Eventually. Soon. For sure. Um, I love that song. Uh, but then also very interchangeably could be uh, actually any of the following three songs. Jesus Christ, Matt. Love, sorry. As much as I love J.A.R. Equally like gets me hyped every time I hear it. Stuart in the Avenue off of Insomniac. Wary Rock off of Nimrod. Yes. And oh. Pulling Teeth off of Dookie are all like fucking bangers to me. <laughs> See, this is why I don't like being on the show because I'm such a main. You're like basket case. <laughs> yeah, no, I was literally like, you guys are deep cuts, and like I'm like, dude, I honestly think like because it's just the one that stuck with me since I was a child. It's probably Brains too. Yeah, Brains. I do rules. love Brains too. I love that song. I love the Godzilla remake. <laughs> ah, shut up, man! I forgot we probably forgot you brought that up yesterday. I'm I'm like trying to think on my own. Here we go. <laughs> I'm trying to think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after after we're done recording i will play i'll take off my headphones and play it through the computer so you can hear how shitty it is it's great hey guess what i'm going to actually get off the podcast before i mean get off the call before you do that so i don't have to listen to the godzilla <laughs> cut of i'm a masochist i will sit here through the whole thing <laughs> I, i'm sure i'm sure you will um, but wait 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 so so you know brains not brains too, um uh basket case that was the song that taught me how to downpick uh, Palm Mute. And so I kind of want to say that my love for thrash metal and my ability to play it is thanks to Basket Case. Nice. That and Offspring songs off of Smash. My my love of Claymation comes from Basket Case too. So that's... <laughs> um. Well, I guess we... No, no. My love of Claymation comes from... Um, you remember Clay Fighter? For yes. Super NES. Ooh, and and Kelly good. Fighter 2, Judgment Clay, which we were playing at our booth at Monster Mania. Great game. Uh, we did? You brought that? Uh, oh, I brought it and I played it quite a bit. I may have played it mostly on Sunday, but I played a yeah, shit ton of Clay Fighter 2. Because I was, I was just watching a little girl dressed up as one of the children from um, The, the Shining. Play, obsessively play... Uh, uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Was it Zombies Ate My Neighbors or was she trying to play... 
She spent a lot of time on Nightmare on Elm Street as well. She played both of them, but she, yeah, she just hung out at our table and played video games because her parents were selling candy. Um, anyway, so Hold on, I got one more, one more <laughs> Green Day thing to say, and I this is my first old man statement about the kids today will never know this struggle. But when I was in second or third grade, my I loved Longview, and I took Matt's cassette of Longview. <laughs> And I would take it to school and listen to it. And I just wanted to, when you're in second and third grade, you don't want to listen to albums. You like a song. You you could listen to that song a thousand times in one day. Yep. So I used to have to listen to Longview, take the tape out, turn it around because I could only fast forward and fast forward on the side B and try my best to line it up. So when I yeah. flip it back around, it rewound to the right part on side A. <laughs> and that Man, that's, that is a, that's a, great statement that reminds me oh man here i got i got one about tapes so the first tape that i got was um aerosmith big ones and man fuck aerosmith with a vengeance but but um they're they're terrible but i remember i'm them and kiss right aerosmith and kiss the tweeter center in camden new jersey <laughs> you saw boobs i saw first boobs in oh, real life yeah. yeah that's a that really sets you up for a lifetime of uh disappointment huh all right so so um i got big ones and i was listening to it on tape right and we're sitting in the living room it's like a just like a random monday night or something like that and my sister is like doing cross stitch or something weird and i'm sitting there and i'm singing along (laughs) because i had headphones on and she turns to me and she goes can you stop doing that because you aren't even singing in key and i was so embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) uh scott that's been my life for 33 years yeah Uh, all right so track three we move into the foo fighters with my hero i've never Uh, been so happy to hear a foo fighters song (laughs) Uh, I I think that the first two Foo Fighters albums still are pretty solid grunge records. Um, Everlong, I still think, is a great song. Yeah. Uh, I'll Stick Around is one of my favorite, like, first singles from a band. Like, I remember when that song came out, I was just like, who the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> it was, like, mind-blowing to me. Um, and, I, I mean, it's cool that it seems like David Grohl's just like a genuine good dude and it's impressive that they've had the longevity that they have but they have not made music that has made me care nearly as much as those first two records they are <laughs> such bro rock yeah, yeah they like, really I, I turned don't, into bro rock I, I don't hate them but I don't understand and I, but I don't love them I don't I, I really yeah. liked uh, what's the second record with Monkey Shape Branch the, the color and the shape I loved that record there's so a song hard. on there hey there's Johnny a song on that, yeah hey John Park should have been a single i don't understand why like that is the most that, that's the best song on the record it's so catchy yep. it's got a great hook and i for i don't even know how long i was like why is this not being released as a single it's the best track on the record see that, i would like to see them at, at a festival because i never really got into foo fighters but they're I one saw of those bands that has a shitload of fucking just hits and yeah, so if they had to play for 30 minutes or 40 minutes, it'd just be all the songs you want to hear and no filler. Exactly. <laughs> That's smart. That's very smart. Yeah. So I saw them. Um, this I think, have I ever told you guys a story about seeing the Foo Fighters live? No. Oh. Okay. All right. So because, like, I didn't go to see the Foo Fighters, I went to see the Jealous Sound, which is, um, you guys remember Braid? No, not yes. Braid. Knapsack. I'm sorry. Knapsack. 
I don't know Knapsack. I knew okay, Brain. So Knapsack <laughs> was um, this kind, you know, like small brown bike, that kind of like early screamy like actual emo hardcore type stuff. No, no, no. Like when emo was actually emo and not like screamo. Okay. It was yeah. before Screamo, but it was actually like old Jimmy Eat World. That's what okay, Knapsack. That makes sense. Jimmy Eat World was a more melodic Knapsack, in my opinion, like uh, Static Prevails. So Knapsack was this band that did like three or four records, and it's they're good. And then the singer, I don't know why, but he Knapsack fell apart, and he did the Jealous sound. And the Jealous sound was basically Knapsack, but a little bit less aggressive. And um, for some odd reason, it was, this is the weirdest stack up. It was Knapsack or um, Jealous Sound opening. Then I think Chevelle and then <laughs> Foo Fighters. Such a weird, weird setup. Um, but everybody was there for Chevelle and Foo Fighters. And I was there for Jealous Sound. And so it's like daylight at this gigantic amphitheater. There are thousands, there's like a sea of people around me. Uh, Jealous Sound is playing. I know all the words. I'm singing my heart out. The singer also looks like the the new kind of vampire in Blade 2. Okay. Uh, which I thought I had told you guys that joke before. Anyway, um, they're a great band. I'll, I'll share some stuff with you guys later. But um, I'm like singing my heart out and everybody's looking at me like I'm a fucking alien because they <laughs> are like, who is this guy that likes this band because it sounds nothing like what I want to hear. <laughs> uh, so so uh, they played and I... Then I was like, oh, fucking Chevelle, whatever. And then we wait around because we want to get a an autograph with Dave from Dave Grohl. And we wait around and we waited around for like an hour and a half, 90 full minutes after this long ass show. And the Foo Fighters played like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. It was an insanely long set of music I did not know or care about. You know, like they didn't even play big. So oh, fuck that. <laughs> well, whatever. It's fine. I mean, I wasn't there for them, but uh, we waited around and then they they signed autographs for a good hour, hour and a half. And then they were like, OK, that's enough. And they left. And there were like five people in front of us. And we're like, motherfucker. <laughs> so, so that's my uh, that's my Foo Fighters live story. And that's like, to be honest, though, that's one of those stories where it's like you can't, you can't be mad at them. Yeah. No, I'm not. How many other bands are like, I'm going to spend 90 minutes to two hours signing autographs for people? Like, After I've, an hour and a half to two hour long. Yeah, set. I've seen bands just have coats over their heads running <laughs> to the buses. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been unable to get a Max Bemis autograph, and now I never <coughs> Fuck Max Bemis. <laughs> That's my right, boy. So. <laughs> uh, so track number four is i love the fact that we're 15 minutes in and only four tracks in yeah uh track number four is a band that i really like and i know scott doesn't collective soul with run uh this was the other single that was released for the uh soundtrack because this was before the album dose had come out so this was the first time you'd hear this song this Uh, is such a christian rock song it is such a weenie song i know that you (laughs) love christian music and it's weird but like but, Collective Soul was always weird because I don't know if they were a Christian rock band or not. Or, or not, they sound like Christian rock. Like they are <laughs> such. Ugh. Their self-titled album and Dose are the or Dosage are the only two albums that I think are actually like. What's solid the one records. after that? What's the uh, one the, that had like Precious Declaration on it? That that was um. Oh, what the hell was that called? Uh, I'll look it up in a second. Um, that album's fine, but I liked the self-titled and dosage a lot more. Yeah. Discipline Breakdown. 
Yes, disciplined breakdown. That was I didn't look like that a... up in Wiki. I looked it up in iTunes because I have all of their albums. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is my complete lack of surprise. But their first album is is a one-hit wonder album. Like, Shine is a fine song. The rest of that album is crap. But, like... Isn't the World the self- That I Know on that song? Or on no, that- that's on the self-titled. Self-titled has World That I Know, Gel, and December on it. Mm-hmm. Um... And, like, all three of those I thought were solid singles, and then Precious Decorations was a decent single, but nothing came of that. But Dosage had this on it. It had She Said from the Scream 2 soundtrack on it. It had uh, Heavy, which was probably, like, also their heaviest song that I think they had done. Not saying much, by the way. No, no, not at all. But I Collective liked- Soul is, like, a rock band for people that think that, like, Big Band is scary. Yeah, well, <laughs> Collective Soul is kind of that band that, like, when they put out a new album, you're just like, oh, why? <laughs> like, they, you know, you're like, these guys are still making music. Like, it's kind of like you've written enough songs, like, just yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just enjoy the song. Yeah, let's call it. Yeah, they should have called it after dosage. <laughs> Like, they're a band that definitely should be headlining some type of, like, small-town market. Purple Door Festival. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like they're just like, hey, but, hey, come down to Lynn Villa Orchards. We got Collective Soul today. <laughs> yeah, we're um, kicking off our tour with Corn Fest in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, they're actually, like, you, you guys have both seen Spinal Tap, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Collective Souls, like the definition of that scene where he's like, I've told them once, I've told them a thousand times, it's Spinal Tap above the puppet show. <laughs> like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> uh, all right, so that's enough making the members of Collective Soul cry if they were listening. Uh, it moves on to a band that I genuinely think deserved a lot more credit than they did in the 90s because I thought that they were a very solid band that was looked at as like a one to two hit wonder. Fastball, are you ready for the Fallout? I always liked Fastball, and I feel like they are so much more talented than just The Way and Out of My Head. Like, those songs are great, but, like, that whole record is fantastic. And Are You Ready for the Fallout is another example of just them having good, poppy songs. That's on the album before it, actually. This is actually from a previous record that they threw on the soundtrack. That's cool. I don't have to say two songs by them. They're one of those (laughs) bands that, like, um, I don't feel... I I feel a sense of nostalgia for but I have no desire to like, re-listen they're, um, they're in the same category as like a semi-sonic like they're they're just uh, I'd say they're better than semi-sonic no 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 but I mean like as far as like the emotion that I get from them like I'm not gonna go to war and defend either one of those bands but when I hear, <laughs> but when I hear them I'm just like oh man this takes me back to a place like, like you said like it's a nostalgic Matt, for them Matt you literally you going through your day it is like oh this takes me back to place you know megan and i joke about chris rowe being the ultimate nostalgia king i think that you might be vying for the crown buddy yeah i want to take that as a compliment but uh i mean there's <laughs> not much to... want. it's just reality <laughs> i mean you guys who are listening can hear the song underneath me and it's a fucking catchy little little jam so that's what i'm going to say about it uh i, I will here's I what i want to say about <laughs> Nice. This is what I want to say about Fastball as a rule, is that they kind of have like a 60s vibe that I like, 
but they don't ever go hard enough into genre to make me care. They're just so alt-rock. You know, we're going to keep it 90s. Uh, nostalgia, you know, my first introduction to Fastball was the song <laughs> Out of My Head. Oh my god, from your stupid Super Beast website. Stickdeath.com was Stick the website Death. I loved so much, and it was just these cartoon stick figures dying. Like, it would just be like <laughs> different things, and, and there was this reoccurring character, Super Beast, and it would just come out over the Rob Zombie song, and it would eat people, and it was the stick figure of Fastball singing the intro to Out of My Head, and then Super Beast kicks on, and he runs out, and he rips his head off and runs away. You know, it was great for, for eight-year-olds, you know. <laughs> I feel like your humor hasn't really mu- much matured since then. No, because it was, I I was a toddler to young child in Stick Death, watching Stick Death, and then I got mature and I was too old for that. So I watched Happy Tree Friends, which was a more <laughs> edited, uh, a better graphics of cartoon characters killing each other. Hmm. Um, Stick the 90s Death? were weird. Stick Death, I think, also had – I can't remember if Stick Death or it was another website, but some, one of them had a series. And, Brian, do you remember this? It was called Amy's Diary, and it was like one of the creators of the show was this girl, Amy, and they found her like six-year – like her diary <laughs> that she kept when she was six years old, and they just did animations of it with someone reading the diary entries with all like the grammatical errors and everything. So like the first six episodes were like, Dear Dairy. That <laughs> 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 made me laugh so hard. Fuck, that's great. Oh, it's so brilliant. And I can't find it. I've been looking for it for like two years. I can't find out where all of it went. It probably is just gone. Like the website probably got deleted and it's gone forever. But One geez, of your minions will on the, the group will find it for you. <laughs> All right, so the next track is a very decent but ultimately forgettable Third Eye Blind song, Horror no, Show. No, this song is pretty good. I don't think uh, – here, uh, this is what I said to you in in, in my chat with you. Um, oh, fuck, where is it? Um, any Third Eye Blind song – I don't mind it, but then again, any Third Eye Blind song is good to me. Yeah, yeah. no, I think that that's a fair assessment of it, honestly. Especially yeah, on no, such no. a lackluster soundtrack. I, yeah. I don't think I'd ever go out of my way to listen to Third Eye Blind, but I'd never really skip them either. I love Third Eye Blind, and it's strictly due to Megan, uh, because she... So I always loved the self-titled, and, um, you know, I, I listened to and enjoyed uh, some stuff off of Blue, like, uh, you know, um, Deep Inside of You, and yeah. uh, stuff and like Never that. Let You Go. The single yeah. Never Let You Go is a great yeah. song. Oh, yeah, but actually Blue is a great record. Um, and then... I didn't listen to Out of the Vein, and then Megan and I started seeing each other, and she was like, you never listened to Out of the Vein? And so we listened to it, and it just reminds me of when we started our relationship. And uh, Crystal Baller is such a great song. I just, I don't think that Third Eye Blind has, like, a bad album. You know, I, I don't think that they're, okay, I don't like 90s alt rock, but Third Eye Blind is the only band that I will go back and actively listen to like it's a spring band for me that, that really explains why you and i have such different opinions on this entire soundtrack <laughs> because um, you love 90s alt rock oh, and i, I hate it love it all right it's just so, so limp dick like all the music is just not hard enough you know which it's is, like it was just the line of being hard like 
heavy metal, but heavy metal was no longer popular and grunge was too out there. So they wanted to do just a little something that was a little bit more accessible so that they could get on MTV. You know, I, I get the nostalgia factor of that shit, but I don't feel nostalgic for it. If, if I'm listening to 90s stuff, it's going to be skate punk like Pennywise or Dillinger 4, which is not really, you know, skate punk. They're just straight punk rock. But like, I want to go back and I want to listen to old Jimmy World and old skate punk and old punk rock. If I'm going to listen to stuff from 1996, right? See, and I guess, I guess for me, my perspective of it, and I actually said this to a coworker the other day, but like, as I've gotten older, I've been that person who would much rather listen to all of the new wave from the 80s than any of the punk from the 80s. And I think that that's oh, kind of where I've come garbage. with it. But it's kind of like, if you think about it, alt-rock was like the 90s version of new wave, where it's like, all right, well, we need a slightly more marketable and accessible version of, <laughs> of hard rock. Fair. Like, I-, I can accept that. Uh, so let's move on to the next track uh, by Janice Stark. Every little thing counts, which my one note here just says, it sounds like a grungier Goo Goo Dolls. It does, yeah. (laughs) And it's not a terrible song. It's okay. No, I I didn't hate it, but I definitely was like, especially if the melody line is actually kind of a Goo Goo Dolls song, because it sounds a lot like Long Way Down in the melody line. Which is um, not a bad thing. Like, if you're going to ape a a Goo Goo Dolls song, ape Long Way Down. Dude, a boy named Goo... Because that was, like, right when so they good. were, like, starting to transition into, like, the more radio rock. It's mm-hmm. just a great album. Yeah. And I really like the, the follow-up album that's, like, got all the hits on it, too. But Boy Like Goo is a, just a fucking great record. Um, but I have nothing else to say about this. But I think we've got a couple opinions about the following track. Uh, the song that didn't need to be on this soundtrack, <laughs> Van Halen's Hot for Teacher. <laughs> this is one of the few scenes I, I distinctly remember the song, though. It was uh, the strip club scene. Yeah, we haven't. This is the first soundtracking where we don't even talk about where they are in the movie because we don't remember. Well, I was gonna say, I assume most of them are while playing football. (laughs) (laughs) There's one coming up that I'm gonna really bitch about, and we'll see why. But this is one of the few I remember. And I, I know Scott was like, "Oh, Jesus Christ, hot for teachers on this." When we were talking, and I was like. Yeah, I kind of love that song. <laughs> like, it's possibly my favorite Van Halen song. That's I also not saying much. My favorite I... Van Halen song is like my favorite church hymnal. You know, like it's not. <laughs> I don't know. As the deer for me. Um, so... uh, oh, <laughs> oh, Matt. But it, but I just feel like Van Halen "Hot for Teacher" isn't like a. Now I, I'm not a strip club pro by any means. I think I'm going like, <laughs> <laughs> two or three times in my life but I, I just feel like Buck Cherry would be more of like a strip club <laughs> song than like yeah but Buck Cherry I think Buck for Cherry was an out in time yeah, I think I think when Varsity Blues came out Lit Up had just come out oh, I don't know we gotta see that Varsity Blues is what 99 yeah and, okay so that might have been the same I'm trying to remember when their self-titled came out because I bought their self-titled is that Not- the one with Crazy Bitch no, there's a, it's the one with. Oh yes, I'm all lit up again. I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. <laughs> but see, I didn't oh, like that. Okay. I didn't like that song. I bought the CD because of the second single for the movies, which no one remembers. But oh, I still dude, think it's a, that's Buck Cherry. Yeah, that's that song's great. great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks okay, like so they formed in. <laughs> yeah, they formed in '95, but their their album that we would have heard wouldn't have been until exactly '99 with Lit yeah, Up. Yeah, so 
they missed their they missed their chance to be the strip club band for Varsity Blues. No, unfortunately. it would never have it would have never fit because they needed Hopper Teacher strictly due to it being their teacher. Yeah, it, it had to be the most on the nose song possible. Yeah, yeah, because if I was a teacher and I secretly was, was a trying stripper, to keep it on the detail, yeah, <laughs> I would make my song hot for teacher also. Um, yeah, I just uh, like this was the song that perked me up at like. 645 yeah that's a bad choice of words uh but like at 645 a.m driving to work listening to the varsity blues soundtrack and then this came on i was like oh yeah like that you that, are like, so it, tragically uncool dude that guitar riff in the beginning the doo, 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 doo. i was like oh man here we go and i'm like in my car i'm like can't you see don't want to be uptown fool maybe i should go to hell but i'm doing well teacher needs to see me after school i think about the education that i'm in <laughs> oh, it gets me going. I'm like, yeah. Um, and then I don't know any of the words to the second verse. <laughs> like, just start singing the first verse over top of it. <laughs> no yeah, one knows the second so- verse to any song that is popular. <laughs> that's the uh, that whenever you go to a, a show you and you want to feel superior to the people around you you just watch people mouthing the words in the second verse and you know that whether or not they're true fans um i do that never because i very <laughs> i very seldom remember the second verse all right so the next track you and i talked about on facebook a little bit hey um, i have a quick question can we go back to the strip scene for a sec uh-huh. <laughs> There's always um, time to go back to the trips. So I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I've been to a couple strip clubs in my life. I was never a big fan, but Mario. I've never been to one ever. You're not missing anything. They I didn't are think so. The yeah. least boner-inducing places. Um, it just smells like desperation and old man sweat, uh, which could be the same thing. But uh, <laughs> Mario and I went to a couple um, when we were both single in like 2000 or something but we went to a couple and living dead girl was playing every single time that and crazy bitch i can't listen to him anymore because all i think about is sad women trying to ask you if you want to have a lap dance simon says ship jumper is the next track on here um not a bad song scott likes it uh i have a note that i just said i feel like all these songs are about catchy guitar riffs instead of memorable hooks because I think that there's really good guitar riffs, but I can't. I none of the new songs on this are anything that I like. Remember a single fucking thing about? They're no. so not catchy. I don't um, even remember what this song sounds like. I just remember being like, "Oh, this riff is okay." Yeah, uh, and that's all I really have to say about it. And I don't want to play too much of the song, so we're just gonna hear that riff and then jump into one of the two unexplainable covers on this CD: uh, Monster Magnet doing "Kick Out the Jams." Which I'll always just like a band covering Kick Out the Champs. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing is that this song never needed to be covered again because the President of the United States of America. Version. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard so many versions of this, and the only one that I think fondly on is the President's version. But they don't even sing any of the actual words except for the Kick Out the Jams part. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We've been elected to rock your ass into midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Like this song is so seminal as far as proto punk rock that you gotta bring something new yeah. to the table. I solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution. Got a rock and roll problem? Well, we're the, Got the solution. solution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
let me kick out the jams, but don't kick them out. <laughs> um, anyway, so this band has come up at least twice now on soundtracking, but it's followed by Black Eye, uh, performed by the band Black Lab. They're so Confusing. terrible. They are a. They had one song in the '90s that I liked, and then they have appeared on so many soundtracks that it reminded me why Napster existed. Because that one song I liked in the '90s has been the only thing that has made me feel like, okay, this band's worth remembering for portions of their song "Time Ago." But man, it's crap. Their stuff is crap. So bad. But speaking of Napster, I meant to send you this fucking meme earlier. Uh, in the week that I thought me and you were the only per- people that had to deal with this. I thought it was just location, but I guess it was a national... You know how like they have those memes where it's like someone blocking something and it's just got words? Huh, it was yeah. like um, me uh, downloading Limp Biscuit song and then Napster, and the thing blocking it was in quotations, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> and do you remember how many times we would spend hours downloading a song we wanted to listen to and it was just that like uh, advertisement for like a radio station that was like I did not have sexual relations with that woman but I did listen to 94.5 in the morning (laughs) wow that's amazing Uh, oh god the worst or when you think you're downloading a really rare Blink-182 song and it's just some shitheads band in California that just put it on Napster as Blink-182, which I never understood. Where do you benefit from that? (laughs) This is how things got a little different. So you guys remember Audio Galaxy? Yeah. Same kind of idea, but there would be, there there was a downloadable way to, you know, there was a way to download stuff through there and bands would use those basically as keywords. And I found some great shit, some obscure shit. That's what, well, stuff that was obscure at the time. I found Yellow Card because of them. That idea, they would put Blink-22 on it, or Green Day, or yeah. whatever. But and that's that's different. When you're just <laughs> releasing it, not under your band's name, under a different band. Oh, okay, so not hell, as a... Like, yeah, like, how the hell am I going to find out who the real person is? It's like, not really... You're getting your song out there, sure. Yeah, but, but nobody like, knows who it is. No one knows yeah, who and you are. know, I have... So I, I have my entire life of music digitized and I've talked about this before but um, I have everything except for one mystery song and I can't find it I don't know what the name of it the song is I don't know what the name of the band is because they did that and it was a good song I can't remember even how it goes because it was on a mixed CD that I made for myself January of 2002 when I was in college and um, that is one of my greatest regrets in life and there's just I, uh, evil people on Napster. I downloaded, I tried downloading a cartoon, and I'm going to keep this as PC as possible. This is a very, very true story. About nine years old, I tried downloading an episode of a cartoon, and I came across a video that involved a college woman and a German shepherd. Oh, that one. Three that one was. Of, yeah. Yep. And I was like. That was like, they were trolls. They would, they would put bestiality on the internet to be like, ha ha, now you have this gross shit on your yeah, which is fine if you want to, like, you know, prank someone that's downloading them. Which is not really fine, but, like, who's downloading children's cartoons? I'll give you a hint. Children. children. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Matt Kelly. Uh, so, <laughs> so this moves into uh, a band that probably deserves to be forgotten. Uh, Days of the New, Two Faces. This band uh, is so shit. And their concept is shit, too. It's like, we're going to be an acoustic 
alt-rock proto-metal band. This was, the concept was, hey guys, that album, that that EP that Alice in Chains put out that was called uh, Snap, that was just them doing acoustic versions of their songs, that was pretty good. Can we do that as a career? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, because they, do you remember the two like hit singles by Days of New? No. Yeah, this one and one other. No, this wasn't one of them. It was uh, touch, the touch, stand, and peel. It was like yes. I won't let it show. Won't you touch me? Touch me. Wow, that's some pretty good impression. Yes, I finally found a reason. I don't need an excuse. But then the other single was downtown. It was like yeah, bring me down, bring me down. No, no, you're getting it wrong. It went like this, downtown. Where the food? <laughs> Outtown. So, <laughs> so for some reason, I've looked up the history of this band before, and this concept was so nice they had to do it twice because <laughs> the lead singer of Days of New was apparently like an egomaniac and was like insisting that everything sound exactly the way that he wanted it to sound. So the other guys were like, "Fuck this guy! We're gonna form our own band." And they formed a band like... called Tantric, who sounds oh exactly my God. like Days of New. It like, is Days of the New. I thought that they was the same band. Holy yeah, shit. It's the I mean, exact kind of same band the with a different singer. That's the only difference. Wow. And man, fuck Tantric. They were... This is what I'm saying. There was... I know the breakdown. Everything is going to shake now, baby. <laughs> Can we talk about the best acoustic alt-rock band? Vertical Horizon. Wow. I don't disagree, wow. man. You're a god and everything you want was like a one-two punch of awesome singles when that That entire out. album. Dude, Vertical Horizon, Everything You Want is an amazing album. I still go back to that every spring. It is it, it, so good. It's a solid record. So the longest song on the CD is another one that is just a giant question mark on did we need this cover? And it's Sprung Monkey doing a six-minute cover right. of Thunderstruck. What, what bothers me the most about this is, A, this cover is dog shit. And yeah. B, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like I, a, a good soundtrack can stick in my memory forever. And it's, a, it's after the strip club and they're all hung over and they're stuck playing a yeah. game and they're just sucking. But it's, it's, thun, it's ACDC. Like it's, it's the ACDC Thunderstruck and it's such a great, great scene. It shot so, so well. That explains so much. They wanted to have it and probably ACDC wouldn't let them have it. They would yeah. let them have the rights for some rando band to do it. So move along. <laughs> so just yes. say we're not putting Thunderstruck on. <laughs> ACDC won't let us have it. <laughs> so did either of you listen to the full six minute version? No, no. I skimmed through and it just got okay. worse. So it so I listened to the whole thing as I listened to it in my car. It's thunderstruck for four minutes, and then they just start covering other ACDC songs. So they do like, for those who are about to rock, we salute you, what? and back in black, and shook me all night long, and uh, if you want blood, you've got it. And then they go back into thunderstruck, and I was just like, wow, they sprung monkey really thought they had a moment. They were like. <laughs> Sprung Monkey never had a moment, all right? They, you know what, though? And we'll talk about this soundtrack one day. It doesn't appear on the soundtrack, but it's in the movie. They had one song, and I like that song a lot, and it's Get Him Out of Here. That was in the uh, the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack. Um, the, uh, what was it? The, the trouble we would get into, such trouble we would get into, from the part where they're interviewing all the dudes, and they're like, what, are there sheep? That's Sprung Monkey? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty decent song. 
It sounds nothing like the rest of their music, which is why they're basically trash except for that song. <laughs> so I have a note about the next song. Uh, it's by Red Cross. I said it's probably my favorite new song that I heard on this album, uh, Teen Competition. I feel like Red Cross is a band I need to check out because they appear on a lot of like compilations and I always like their songs on the compilations, but I've never listened to their actual music. Hmm. I, I don't know anything about them and I don't think I even finished that song. I was just like... <laughs> So fucking done. This was the last song on this, and I had just gone through two minutes of Sprung Monkey doing Thunderstruck, and I was so burnt out on the entire soundtrack that I think I gave Red Cross 30 seconds, and I was like, this is stupid. And the final track on the CD is the song Varsity Blue by Caroline Spine. Um, Terrible band name, terrible song. Uh, my note was Caroline Spine sounds like an industrial band's name for something that musically sounds like the guy from Crash Ted Dummies is trying to sing Breakfast at Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is a great description. Like, um, and then, you know, normally we go through here and are like, here's some of the songs that were in the movie that they didn't put on the soundtrack. Um, and there's just a bunch of stuff. It's just a bunch of other crap for the most part. Um, so I'm going to read through a few of them, but like, Walk in the Line by Sean Camp. Don't know who that is. Uh, My Girlfriend is a Waitress by the Iguanas. Don't know who they are. Problems by the Flaming Hellcats. Not a clue. Uh, Love-O-Rama by Southern Culture on the Skids. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, Texas Flood by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, The Wayward Wind by Tex Ryder. The Pride of Sin something uh, from uh, Reverend Horton Heat. Uh, and then just, you know, more and more crap. And then here we are, Thunderstruck by ACDC. And then the only song that really should have been on this soundtrack, because I feel like I do remember it in the movie, and also just because it's a fucking great song, in the movie Nitro, Youth Energy by yeah. The Offspring. Yeah, I... I, I, I tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I... Man, I forgot. I always forget that that song's in here. Uh, now, it is worth noting real quick. Uh, some of the awards, not tied to the soundtrack, but whatever. Some of the awards uh, from for this movie, just because I'm looking at it right here. Uh, the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards nominated James Vanderbeek for Best Male Newcomer. Uh, the MTV Movie Awards nominated Nice Guys Finish Last for Best Movie Song. Uh, and James Vanderbeek won the Best Breakout Male Performer. And then at the 1999 Teen Choice Awards, it won uh, Best Soundtrack. And it won Breakout Star for James Vanderbeek and was nominated for Best Movie for Drama. Wow, that's... 90s were a strange time, guys. Yeah. It also says it's in August 16th, 2016, CMT started developing a TV series inspired by the film. We don't need that. We no. already have Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I don't know what new ground you're going to touch with Varsity Blues. And Blue Mountain State. Isn't that the same fucking thing? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, this is probably the most disappointing soundtrack we've done for soundtracking thus far. Well, um, they've been bangers until now. Yeah, and I know what we're doing next month, and uh, that one I have some mixed feelings on, I'll be honest, having listened to it recently. Shit. But, yeah, but we'll get there. Uh, so, thank you guys for listening. If you have a soundtrack idea, send it in an email to hmnpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll be back next month with another episode of Soundtracking. And please make it better than this one. Yes.
Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 